0: Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. A good opportunity today to glean some insights into Australia's Defence Forces and the prevalence and nurture of Christian faith. Well, we're often talking about the value of military chaplains when our troops are engaged in war zones, but what about the faith that is expressed within the military day to day? Well, the Military Christian Fellowship of Australia is an interdenominational fellowship of all ranks from all services and civilians who want to promote Christian faith in the Australian Defence Forces. They've got a series of dinners coming up. I'll tell you where they can be Found very shortly, but a special welcome along to 2020, Commander Dan Sutherland, who's Chair of the Military Christian Fellowship of Australia. Dan Sutherland, welcome along.
1: Thanks very much, Neil. Pleasure to be here.
0: Uh, Dan, give us a little insight, because you're serving in the Australian Defence Force now, Commander in the Royal Australian Navy. What's your current role?
1: Uh, So I work in the operational uh, headquarters uh, for the Australian Defence Force, which is uh, located just outside Canberra.
0: Your role as Chair of the Military Christian Fellowship, this is something that you take up uh, voluntarily? This is not something that you're appointed to?
1: No, that's correct. So um, everyone who uh, is involved in the Military Christian Fellowship, with the exception of our staff worker, is a volunteer. Um, We're not paid for that, and we do it in addition to our normal daytime jobs. Um, It's a a way, I guess, that we feel uh, called to to provide service um, based on the unique um position we have as members of the defense force and as Christians
0: and i imagine that depending on the age we're talking about because when we think of military chaplains uh, out of world war 1 out of world war 2 uh, these were heroes of our military involvements and very very significant roles that were played in those campaigns and of course throughout every campaign when there's been australian soldiers in some form of war zone. Uh, The idea of a chaplain being there to support the spiritual needs of soldiers, this has been such an incredible part of our history. How do you describe the value and importance of chaplains?
1: Yeah, look Neil, I mean I think you've just summed it up quite well. Um, They they have been and continue to be a constant um, in the Australian Defence Force. All three services have their own uh, chaplaincy branch. And uh, our chaplains really uh, i wouldn't speak to uh, seek to speak for them sorry uh, too much, but they really do look uh, after the spiritual welfare of everyone who wears the uniform um, and they do that regardless actually of, of people's individual creeds, belief systems, and so on, uh, and they equally uh, will assist with both secular and spiritual uh, matters, matters of faith and, and the welfare of our people is what drives them. And they do a fantastic job at it, both deployed overseas uh, and also within Australia as well. And they also do minister to, to uh, the families of defence members. So it's an important ministry that they fulfil.
0: And the Military Christian Fellowship is in over a 100 nations. So there is a global community. And so when you put your hand to the plough and you're involved in the Military Christian Fellowship, you're in amongst something that's got a real culture, a powerful, substantial foundation for the spirituality of soldiers.
1: Yeah, that's so. Um, there, There is... Um A global body of of believers with uh, defence affiliation, Uh, as you've indicated. um, For us here in Australia, we have the Military Christian Fellowship of Australia. And then we're also, uh, I guess, plugged into the Association of uh, Military Christian Fellowships in the South West Pacific region. And in fact, our last chairman, uh, Jamie Van Hill, my uh, predecessor, is uh, now the Vice President for AMCF in the South West Pacific
0: so when a soldier is on the battlefield uh, or in uh, any sort of theatre of war, because it could be on the ocean as you're a naval man, the preparation for being there means everything, whether it's the skills that you have as a military uh, serving soldier, uh, but also the preparation Spiritually, which comes down to the chaplain's role and the way that soldiers might be prepared to be on the battlefield. So when we talk about uh, supporting people who might be in the theatre of war, the preparation that happens beforehand is ultimately really important. Is that something that you are interested in with soldiers today?
1: You've hit the nail on the head. It is really important, and it's just as important as the physical preparations that we undertake, um, the mental ones. The spiritual preparation, um, considering matters of life and death and the the things that really matter in life, uh, is a key part of preparing for any deployment, um, whether it's warlike or not. Uh, Chaplains certainly have a role to play in this, uh, and it's something that Defence is increasingly um, placing a lot of emphasis on. Uh, We in the MCF uh, perceive that we have a role to play in that area as well, so we certainly seek to support... Uh, defense members of, in the ADF, wherever they may be, whether they're deployed at home and also their families, we um, support them through fellowship groups where we can study uh, God's Word, but also fellowship with one another, and through the the um, resources that we can provide, the prayer that we also coordinate for those who are uh, away serving our country. And we also um, have developed, in conjunction with the Centre for Public Christianity, a a course called Faith Under Fire, which is designed to guide, it's specifically made uh, for members of the Defence Force, and it's designed to help them step through what they believe and why, put their faith under scrutiny so that it does hold up when exposed to the rigors of life and particularly the rigors of, of life in the serving in the military.
0: So a six-part series that soldiers can participate in in preparation, that's spiritual preparation uh, for when you're actually serving and your life may be at risk. Uh, sounds like it would be a very important series for anyone to do whether they have a Christian belief or not. Do you find that when you have a series like that, a spiritual preparation uh, that there are those who might not necessarily see themselves as Christians but they are interested in what it is that actually gives that spiritual strength when they're facing a life and death situation?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and it has been crafted um, to, to appeal to a broad audience. Uh, it, it examines the life of Jesus uh, through the Life of Jesus series which was developed independently but it looks at his life as an historical person um, and from an historical context, utilising a variety of texts and a bunch of evidence-based analysis, I guess, for want of a better term, so that someone walking in off the street without any Christian belief can examine the life of this remarkable man and see why he's important and also examine what they believe... Um, see how that interacts with the historical accounts of the life of of clearly someone so important in human history. And it encourages them to think along these themes. Um, And that is useful, as you say, whether you're about to deploy on operations or not. Whether you're a soldier, a sailor, uh, an airman or a woman, um, that still has uh, validity and value in that process.
0: Dan, all very well to talk about doing some Bible studies and preparing people spiritually. But for those who are serving offshore right now, there are a number of uh, regions around the world, uh, some of those that are uh, even uh, quite risky. uh, What are your thoughts for the way that you actually support those who are already deployed? Uh, What do you do for soldiers who are serving in some of these locations around the world?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. So um, obviously the the, the principal way we can support those people um, is prayer. Uh, The the Defence Force itself does a fantastic job of supporting people who are uh, serving overseas and, and in those sort of places. What we can do as a fellowship is, is uphold them in prayer along with their families. We, uh, we have a prayer coordinator and a team who effectively take prayer points, coordinate those and encourage the rest of our membership um, to uphold those, those folks in prayer. Uh, we also have a National Day of Prayer for Defence, which we um, run each year. And that event, which has already passed this year, but that event is really designed to get um, a bunch of cells around the nation and some even overseas together on the same day or as near as possible, certainly within in the one week, and and bring these things to God in prayer. Um, and bring these the, the people who are deployed, also our leadership, our government um, leadership in the defence force, the families of deployed people, and a whole bunch of other relevant um, persons. The whole idea is that uh, we support them in that way and also we we provide resources to them while they are deployed. And that isn't just, you know, sort of Bible study resources. There are also things to help them on their own personal journeys as they go through um, hardship and, and adversity and
0: challenge. No doubt there are special needs that some personnel have. I'm thinking of PTSD and there might be other challenges too, mental illness challenges that happen as a result of the exposure to trauma. Does the Military Christian Fellowship have a role to play there?
1: Well, look, uh, we certainly do insofar as those things uh, may occur to people within our membership or, or they may occur to people that we, our members uh, are connected with through the normal camaraderie that we have in defence. Uh, and again, where that's possible, we'll provide whatever support we can, um, prayer-based but also of a more practical nature. But effectively, uh, a large part of that sort of... Um, area is actually handled by existing structures within the Defence Force and we don't seek to supplant those or replace those um, we're more of a supporting function and an, and an add-on too um, we obviously try and positively influ- be a positive influence in the lives of uh, of people that we know But uh, as I said earlier, we support the chaplains who, who, along with uh, psychologists and doctors and other professionals, will spearhead the the efforts to support Defence Force members uh, who are having those sort of issues.
0: I know there is some special focus in the idea that Jesus taught the story of the centurion who showed great faith and believing that Jesus could heal his servant just by saying the word and uh, there are lessons to be learned from that. Uh, There is something special, and you call uh, these special supporters of uh, what you're doing with the Military Christian Fellowship, uh, Centurions. So who can be one of those, or how do you get to be involved in that Centurion program that you have operating?
1: Yes, so to be a Centurion, effectively, uh, it means that you are uh, personally accepting a a responsibility and and an undertaking um, to to actively uh, take on the uh, role of building God's kingdom in the ADF, which is fundamentally the MCF's um, remit. Um, So our Centurions are those who pledge to, uh, they're members of, of the MCF, membership is free, but they are those who pledge to support MCF financially and also in prayer. So... Uh, effectively, they most of them contribute uh, regularly uh, to the ministry financially. And, and we look, we're not a replacement for individual people's churches or anything like that. We're not expecting uh, f- full tithing or anything like that. And we wouldn't want to um, negatively impact on, on people's uh, giving um, in other fellowships where they're engaged but they do commit to do that regularly and then they regularly undertake um, prayer. So again, we put out a prayer calendar and the centurions will take, uh, take those points on and, um, and, and bring those to, to God in prayer.
0: And certainly lots of ways that those listening to our conversation could participate in what is in fact happening. As you say, there's a centurions program. These things open to either currently serving or former military personnel And, of course, being part of the Military Christian Fellowship of Australia, you mentioned some dinners. I'll give some dates for listeners who might like to make a note in their diary of something that could be coming up nearby. The nearest one coming up late August, the 24th of August, that's a Saturday, is a barbecue, which is like a meet and greet opportunity for uh, those military personnel in Darwin. Then coming up on the 6th of September, the Defence Christians Dinner is on in Melbourne, the 6th of September at Ridley College. Guest speaker is Dave Fuller. And in Canberra, on Friday the 27th of September, guest speaker, Gary Stone, chaplain. And uh, you can get some details when you go onto the website for the Military Christian Fellowship of Australia. Let me give what the website address is. It's MCF hyphen a that stands for military christian fellowship australia mcf hyphen a.org.au and that's where you can simply download to the latest crossfire magazine and you can find out how you can subscribe to receive newsletters commander dan sutherland is the chair of the military christian fellowship of australia dan thanks so much for taking some time to share your thoughts with us today on 2020
1: Thanks very much, Neil. It's been a pleasure uh, speaking with you, and I appreciate the opportunity. Before you go, thanks
0: for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand. Or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.